Hey everybody now welcome back to 80s horror films. Sorry it's been uh, it's been a long time. I'm your host Jonathan Moody and uh unfortunately my co-host generally is Rebecca Reinhardt and she has been on like she's been so busy every single time we were supposed to do this particular episode. She kept saying yes and then having to, you know, cancel at the last minute which you know is understandable when she is a busy 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 person. Um, so, uh, Paul can't even get her on sexploitation sleazecast anymore because she's just busy, busy, busy. Um, so we decided, um, I, I asked her sweetly just because I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> step on her toes, but I said, do you mind if I just keep doing it without you for a while until you're ready to come back? And she said, sure. You know, I think she said that's like what she was probably going to tell me anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, or we're just going to take a break from 80s horror films. But I figured we started off the season. We've already done two. This is the third episode. We might as well continue going. So I got an awesome co-host uh, co and guest who was on. Um, she's not going to be the co-host for everything. We're going to do like guests, you know, guests uh, um, every uh, month now. But to start it off, I thought Madeline Deering. How you doing, Madeline? Good. How are you? Good. Um, so Madeline is my co-host for uh, '90s horror films, and it was her idea because uh, you know I, I I said something about not doing <clears throat> you know '90s horror films, and she's like, "Why not?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? The dentist was in the '90s. I basically just wanted to review the dentist. <laughs> I know you want to review and Doctor Giggles, Giggles too. Yeah, and then the next one, which we'll mention, that'll be on the next season. We've got we got plenty more where that came from. There's lots of great '90s horror, just like '80s. Yep, yep. So there you go. '80s and '90s are my favorite like year for horror. Um, people say like, uh, and and some of the 2000s actually too. Uh, people say '70s and '60s, '50s, whatever, but. 70s uh, maybe but not my not my cup of tea as well you know i i grew up um watching scream so 90s and then and and friday the 13th which by the way happy october 13th this is going to be coming out on friday the 13th so happy friday the 13th everybody happy friday the 13th i'll be seeing the Eras tour movie that day oh yeah that's right you'll be a taylor swift <laughs> you're a swifty I am. <laughs> um, so I, I don't even know why they called them that. Like they could have done something better. I I just don't like the name Swifty. Swifty. I think yeah. it's a cute name. I just I don't know. I like I think I I keep thinking it, it, it could be better, but whatever. You I know, wonder so. who came up with that in the first place. It probably wasn't Taylor. Somebody just no, said, "Oh, I'm a Swifty." <laughs> yeah. You know, and then people just caught on. I don't know. Um, but we're not here to talk about Taylor Swift. We're here to talk about Bleeds, a 1980-what? 80... Uh, what was this? 89. So it was close to 90s, which does feel sort of 90s. But uh, this is my, uh, what is it, uh, Vinegar Syndrome yeah. release. Uh, you uh, people at home who are, are on... Uh, the podcast here cannot see, but I'm holding up a Blades uh, Blu-ray. Um, if this were on 4K, I'd get it. What? 
I can kind of see it. Yeah, you can kind of, because I have a, for you people also at home that don't know, I have a backdrop behind me of the movie, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, so you're also a Jaws fan, right? Of course, I love shark movies. You love sharks. So this was probably up your scary alley then. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, had you seen this before? I had. I have the Troma Triple Beheader it was originally on with Bloodhook and uh, why do I always forget the other movie? Zombie Island Massacre, maybe? Okay. So uh, I've had that for years. So I watched it when I was younger. I remember kind of enjoying it, but not being super into it. But watching it now, I, I had forgotten a lot of it. And I forgot how much of a great parody of Jaws it is and how perfect it is. So I much enjoyed it more now that I'm a bit older. Because when I watched it when I was younger, you know, I wanted... It was trauma. I wanted gore and whatever. And now I kind of get it a little better. <laughs> I love that, though. Like, uh, this movie uh, in particular, I think is freaking uh, fun because they set out. Like, they knew that this was not just a parody of Jaws, but this was basically shot for shot Jaws, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like they they have almost every scene, at least every really good scene in the movie, you know, done in this uh, version, you know, like, um, you know, obviously I was waiting for the time where a woman was going to slap the guy or whatever. Just like I yeah. knew that was going to happen because I've seen this movie. I was like, when when is that going to happen? And then it didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen, you know, but I but it happens and then like it just a lot of this stuff just made me laugh like I, I i don't know i just have fun like everybody who made it looked like they were having fun they knew what they were doing you know they weren't and i trying. think they all kind of play it kind of straight they're not i mean it's funny but they kind of play the whole story straight i think well that's you know i've been talking to people and that's called like camp you know, where yeah. you take it really seriously, even though you know what you're saying and what you're doing it's, is stupid. That's what makes it work so well. I know, like, if you can just deliver these lines without cracking a smile, you know, yeah. like, that's awesome. Um, But yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of, um, I had not seen it, like, I bought it um, this year, I think, and I bought it going, you know, this sounds fun and I need more vinegar syndrome stuff. Like I just, I want to have my vinegar syndrome collection bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, by course. next year, it'll like be even bigger, you know, and then the next year after that, you know, and whatnot. Um, and I do my show, the Blu-ray Hunter, where I actually show off the movies that I get and, and talk about them and whatnot. And this movie by far is like, I don't know. I, I like, I wanted to do this for like Blu-ray Hunter or horror film lovers like reviews. And then I was like, no, this is 80s horror films. This is, you know, this is either that or maybe a What the F Friday. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's it close enough. Right it's close enough. Uh, but there's other ones that we're going to do for what the F Friday. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. But um, yeah, this this is just this is just grade A ridiculousness, you know, not to be taken seriously, but it's taken seriously, as you pointed out. Um, 
Do you want to mention what's on this if people are interested in getting it, like the special features? Because it is stuff that, you know, like this is vinegar syndrome. You're going to get – it's not going to be bare bones. Um, newly scanned and restored in 2K from its 35-millimeter original camera negative, so they made it look better, you know. Commentary – It looks a lot better than the old trauma DVD it was on. Yes, it looks better than that. And then I think actually, the, I mean, I don't have the Blu-ray, but I watched it on Tubi and just looked, because I thought, okay, it might look better, whatever. And I remember kind of compared to how it looked on the DVD, so they did a good job. Okay, so the the scan you saw on Tubi was the uh, was probably this scan. Yeah, I, more I'm of this. Reflectively sure. Okay. Um. So the yeah, trauma doesn't <laughs> even their Blu-rays, which I buy their Blu-rays because my DVDs are scratched. I don't buy them because they're going to be upscaled or or better looking, you know. Because trauma is trauma. They will basically just say we're just giving you a Blu-ray version of this movie. You know, we're not we're Pretty not much. making this any better. Um, we'll give it to Vinegar Central to make it better. Yeah, uh, upscaling and restoring a lot of their stuff yeah like you said blood huck and we did that for 80s horror films and they did the same thing and it looks great like yeah. absolutely great um honestly if i if i had to pick i'd pick this over blood huck i like blood hook very well I, I need to rewatch that one as well my my biggest problem with blood hook and I, I might have mentioned it in the podcast or not my biggest problem with it was it wasn't it was it was too much of a slasher you know um if they went more goofy like this does i think i would have had more fun but i think they took that one really seriously where it wasn't even you know like when you yeah. hear a movie called blood hook i thought it was literally a fisherman who would kill you with his reel and rod and reel or something like i got excited thinking people were gonna get like they're like you know like tongues ripped yeah. out or of them or whatever you know with the hooks and stuff but no it's, it's really just a slasher person who's killing people while there's a like a fishing competition or whatever you know um happening uh there's commentary track with director Thomas R. Rondinella and writer William R. Pace. So you guys get a commentary track. I have not listened to it, but you know, someday I will, I'm sure. Um, forewarning, four spelled F-O-R-E, like four forewarning. Um, a making of documentary featuring uh, interviews with cast and crew, and then like still gathering and cool thing. Let me take you're going to see my messy room in a second, but it's okay. I don't think anyone else will unless I decide they're allowed to on this uh, <laughs> thing. Um, you're going to also see a bunch of random pictures pop up. All right. But so this is the TV. Uh, this is the uh, Blu-ray, right? Hmm. Then that's the reversible art. So it's oh, either yeah. that for that. That's one thing I love about Bettinger Syndrome. I love the reversible art. I mean, you can either get, usually they give you like either the original artwork that was on like the VHS or, or whatever. Like newly and newly commissioned art, you know, so. Um, 
you know, I'm just going to leave it like this for the rest of the time. It's it's a podcast. <laughs> Nobody's going to see anyway. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I see a Jaws poster back there. So yeah, well, it's one of my favorite films of all time. That's actually uh, the wall of my favorite films right there. Oh god! All right. So it starts with oh god, you can't see. It starts with Ed Wood, True Romance, Chasing Amy, Princess Bride, Ghostbusters, uh, Karate Kid, Jaws, and Scream. And then nice. that's my top eight, I think. And then I'm gonna. Put nine and ten, and then uh, hopefully up to twenty. Um, my top twenty films of all time, the ones I'm like can watch. And Dead Man on Campus is up there, which nobody will I put Dead, Man, Dead on... Man on Campus. What? I thought that was Dead Man on Campus. Yeah. Dead Man on Campus. Nobody will fucking put on there like top, you know, twenty. <laughs> General, it's a great movie. Oh, it is. I uh, I, I met uh, Lachlan Monroe, played Cliff. And uh, made him sign the thing, say, "My name is Cliff, brother of Joe." I got me some crack. I want me some host. I made him sign the whole thing because he just said, "Oh, you just want my name is Cliff, brother of Joe." And I go, "No, I want the whole, <laughs> I want the whole <laughs> thing on there, buddy." Uh, he was great. He was such a he was a good sport, and he told me, "Okay, so we drink energy drinks these days, but they didn't have that back then." You know, he uh he had to drink lots and lots of coffee to get hyped up like he did. Yeah. Um coffee doesn't do that to me. It just you know, um it just does make my heart race, but doesn't make me hyper necessarily. Um so all right, so anyway, to go back to Blades. So the movie's uh the movie is, you know, as we said, it's Jaws uh in a golf course. No no on a um what is it a club you know um that yeah. would, uh the back of the art says the tall grass country club offers its members a luxury getaway with all the best in sport and re- relaxation but when a mangled body is discovered on the club's prize golf course right before a nationally televised tournament panic ensues at the possibility of a killer on the loose and even worse that the death might cause bad press yeah, of course, because that's Jaws, you know, right? Can't have bad press because we have a tournament coming on, happening. Um, enlisting the expertise of Roy, uh, a has-been golf pro, uh, along with the disgruntled pro hopeful Kelly to amass the culprit behind the carnage, the club's hard-nosed owner soon finds himself with even bigger problems when additional vic- victims begin to turn up and all the signs point to a killer being uh, an out of control, bloodthirsty lawnmower. It's not a, it's not a shark. It's a lawnmower, you know. Though nobody's ever made grass shark. Grass shark. Yeah, land shark. Uh, whatever. No grass. Snow shark. shark you know, uh, avalanche sharks. sharks. What? Sand sharks, but no grass shark. Yeah. Why not grass shark? Yeah. Why make not? it. Make it, Madeline. that i will give that to you um a highly original send up to jaws from the makers of girls uh girl scream uh ah, girls school screamers have you seen that a long time ago thomas r run Dinella's Blades is goofy, gory, and more than a little bit absurd. Vinegar Syndrome presents the worldwide Blu-ray 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 debut of the traumatic classic. 
uh, freshly restored in 2K. Freshly, that's kind of funny that they say that. I don't know if they did that on purpose because the fresh cut grass, freshly, <laughs> yeah. freshly restored in 2K. I, I bet they did because, you know, that seems really, you know, very specific. Uh, from its 35 millimeter original negative and featuring in-depth making of documentary. So yeah, there was a great documentary on it. Um, I saw some of that, the forewarning documentary. And uh, that's where I got to like find out that the guy actually, that I mean, that's, that's what he did. He just pitched to people and he said, um, for our next movie, we want to do basically these two different ideas that we have. And th- everybody just fell in love with the idea of Jaws in a country club. Like, who won? <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. Nowadays, we get so many like ripoffs of Jaws, but this might have been like one of the first that took it where it wasn't a shark, you know? Yeah. It's very creative. Right. Um, but now, I mean, Snow Shark is a, is a, is a ripoff of Jaws. But yeah. Um, a lot of them are, and that's because homage to Jaws, whatever you want to call it, rip off, homage, whatever. Um, they love Jaws. They love making, you know, these kind of movies and whatnot. And I get it, you know, because these are a lot of fun. Um, what was your what was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh, I don't know. I like, I like when the three of them are together. And you know they're in uh whatever vehicle they have, and the they're long... kind of going after it. Yeah, What's... yeah. The, the I forgot what that's called, but it's yeah. it looked like a zamboni for for the you know things. But uh, yeah, they're going after the shark with that like big you trucky know, thing. They even do the part where they you know they talk about it and you know sitting around waiting for the lawnmower that just. The whole kind of where they're hunting. And I also like when they talk about like, you know what actually my favorite part is? When they get the wrong lawnmower and he goes and cuts it open and the playboy falls out. And actually, that's my favorite part. Uh, I was I thinking about that scene because he's like he hangs it up like it's yeah yeah he hangs it up and you know they're going through it like they're gutting the fish. The only problem I had with the movie was um, I really wanted that scene where the person's like doing this, this, you know, like you know, mimicking yeah. his, uh, mimicking his uh, father or whatever, you know. Like, I wish he had a son that did that randomly, but like it, it, it didn't follow Jaws's because there, you know, like the lead person was the golf pro; he wasn't the yeah. uh, chief of police. Um, the uh, I think there was a chief of police, and and there wasn't the mayor trying to stop. It was the owner of the golf place. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know. What I mean, because it's going to be televised. This is a big deal, which he reminds you eighty times. <laughs> it's going to be televised. This is a big deal. We need to make sure. You know, blah blah blah. And uh, like, I love that. Like, I don't know. Like, to think that this was made in the eighties. This feels like something that would be done now. You know. Yeah. Like, I bet somebody out there is going. You know, we need another spoof or whatever of Jaws. Let's do a whole like Jaws. You know, not on a golf course, but yeah. You know, there's so there's some there's so many different ones that they could do. Like, I'm sure. 
you know um i'm just not thinking right now um i was i kept thinking jaws in space but that's sort of been done with sharks in space or something i know even sharknado went... side of the moon or um shark encounters of the third kind i know um uh what is it uh sharknado went up to space right they did in part three was it part three? Oh yeah. hell no oh hell no i mean oh <laughs> yes that happened in part three <laughs> um that was a uh yeah that that was an interesting one wasn't that the one where the president was mark cuban or is that four uh, yeah. or two? I don't know. Uh, here's a tidbit, and I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this information or not, but I'm going to because I overheard it, and it's amazing because I was on the set of Collision Earth, which was made by the Asylum, and David Michael Latt was having a nice conversation with Eric Roberts where I just – was sort of inserted myself into somehow. I don't even remember. I think – I think what happened was I met David Michael Latt there and I said, I, I'm Jonathan Moody. And I don't know if he remembered me because we did used to talk, you know, uh, before. Yeah. And uh, somehow or another, like he starts talking and he's talking to Eric Roberts and um, he's telling him that they asked Trump to be yep. the president. And, no, that's and, actually like I'm not going to say it's common knowledge, but I actually did. Okay, good. So I'm not saying that. anything that's not. No, uh, that's so that's known. Maybe on IMDb, you know, so they asked Trump to be the president, and Trump's yep. people said no, just because he's about to run for pre he's going to run for president in 2016, and we don't want him. To you know, we don't want you know what I mean. Like it's just gonna look, yeah. uh, it'll look bad if like he's playing the president of something like this or something, you know, and whatnot. And they go, and they said, okay, fine, great, no problem. So they went to Mark Cuban, and I said, you know, would you like to play? And he was like, sure. He had no, he had no interest in running for president for real. So he was just like, I'd get to play the person. Trump's people got so mad and came back and said, you can't put Mark Cuban as the president of the United States. You know, apparently Trump and Cuban don't like each other or whatever. And he's like, why not? I was like, yeah, they don't like each other. And he said, they said, and? well, too bad. Uh, we're, we're doing that. And it's like, if you do that, <laughs> we're going, you're, we're going to make sure you guys never, you know, get this movie out there or whatever. Oh Those people God. never did. They never did. <laughs> but it's just so funny because, like, <clears throat> I don't think Trump cared, you know? Like, I want, who cares? I know, like, it's just a silly movie, and one you turned down, because he, I think David Michael Ladd even told him, like, you turned it down, like, I mean, it's he just went, Sharknado. Yeah, we just went with the next available millionaire, <laughs> you know, we could, billionaire that we can find, uh, so funny, um, anyway, for real, moving on from that, but I just, I thought that was a funny little side bit, uh, oh, yeah, information. Yeah. and all you people know, and if I, if I told some information I wasn't supposed to, oh well. I don't think this will get back to the Trump administration anyway. And like, nor do they would they care. They have they have a they have a few bigger issues right now going on in this world that I that my little podcast does not like matter as much um, on. Um, but anywho, uh, so yeah, so um, to go back to Blades, the movie we're talking about, 
Uh, certain. I mean, you can talk about Blades, but you have to talk about movies like Sharknado and all the other ones that sort of came on after this. Um, but there were there were some, there were some shark ones that were made, uh, like right after Jaws, you know, got big. Like, wasn't there like, oh. you know, a whole bunch of them? And you've probably seen a bunch of like seventies. A lot of Italian ones too, like Cruel Jaws, which takes. Everything from Jaws 1 through 3 and just makes it into an Italian or Great White or... Paul uh, Paul always finds these, like... Have you ever seen, like, Turkish Star Wars? Oh, no. I have... I might have... I have some type of Star Wars ripoff. There's like, I have a lot of that. I haven't really watched them yet. There, so he made me watch Turkish Star Wars, and it's, like... The Turkish people didn't understand what Star Wars was, but they tried to, to copy it in some way, you know? So it just didn't yeah. make any sense necessarily, but, like, it was so bad, it was terrible. I think I think on our stinkometer, it got a 30, you know, if I'm correct. I have a Turkish Rambo, which I still need to watch. Dude, I, I'm going to talk to him about that. We need to do Turkish Rambo. If we do it, we'll do it with you, you know? Okay, I'll I'll talk to him about it. Um, I've seen like Time of the Apes. I think it's like a Japanese Planet of the Apes ripoff, <laughs> which is really fun. Oh my goodness! Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna also read it, and we'll talk while I read this. But I'm gonna read the synopsis on um, uh, Wikipedia, and usually very in depth. So let's see if it is on this one. Um. Usually the plot is pretty long. Oh, it is. So we'll be able to actually go through the movie. And then also I do this occasionally because it's been a little bit. I watched this a, a little while ago and haven't watched it since really. And I should have rewatched it today. But so it was fresh, like cut grass. Um, But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, during a camping trip. Two teenagers are killed by an unseen force whilst making out in a field ne uh, near the uh, near to the oh my god whoever did this is terrible grammar uh, near the uh, tall grass country clubs famed golf course and their mangled bodies are discovered the next morning I do remember that and I thought yeah. it was that was a terrible scene <laughs> in the movie because like. It was fun when the golf when you see the when you see the lawnmower for the first time it looks like like you know and that's when because yeah. I didn't know this was a Jaws ripoff I just oh, knew really? I didn't and I'm so glad I didn't when I first yeah. watched it because I it made it more fun because I was like wait this is this is just Jaws or and then I looked it up and found out oh it was a Jaws you know complete Jaws yeah. ripoff but I was like. There's a, it looked like a fin, you know, sticking up the, uh, uh, what is it, the handle of the thing, you know, while I was going through the grass, and I was like, that's freaking clever, you know, like, and then yeah, the music really. was, was a Jaws ripoff. What? And the the music was spot on. Yeah. And the cinematography, get, like going through the grass and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, um, you know, swimming through the water. Um. So, okay, and their mango bodies are discovered the next morning. Later that day, another club member, Mr. Simpkins, is also killed, and his bloody remains are found near the same hole as the one where the teenagers' bodies were discovered. 
Norman Osgood, the owner of Tallgrass, is determined to keep the news of the murders private as he and the rest of the club prepares for an upcoming nationally televised golf tournament. Now, <clears throat> the keeping of the private is just that's that's, you know, the scene in, uh, you know, uh, what is it in Jaws where they're on the boat? It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. It's just like, oh, uh, as, as a kid, I probably wanted to fast forward through that stuff and get the to the yeah. murders and stuff but as an adult i can appreciate what an amazing scene that was considering um you know in the real jaws like steven spielberg was not respected as a director there by most of the crew i don't know if the cast respected him or like you know treated him well or what i'm guessing richard dreyfus did because they worked together again but yeah. um uh a, a lot of people thought he was too young to be directing them. I think he was like 21, 23, something like that, maybe. Um, maybe 25 at the most, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing younger. And um, he, people were like, why is this 20-something-year-old telling us what to do? <laughs> you know, on this universal picture movie. Nowadays, that doesn't seem uncommon, you know? Not um, at all. You know, but back then, really, it was like 30-year-old men you know, or whatever, directing people on big, big movies and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that scene, but that scene was so amazing in the, you know, originally in the, in Jaws, with the, them on the boat and talking about, um, oh, it, it could have been this, it could have been that. It's like, wait, what? No, you said earlier it was this. And they're like, no, it's that. Oh, well, I, I, I could have been rock. You know, it's like, you're going to stand by that. I'll, I'll stand by that. It's fine, you know? And I'm like, oh my god, that's terrible. But that's exactly like that. Keep every the news private so people don't hear that there have been murders, you know, by something. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so um, police chief Charlie Kimmel is brought in to investigate the murders. Meanwhile, Tallgrass's newest professional former celebrity, uh, celebrity golf player, Roy Kent, um, Decides to investigate his or instigate his own investigations and discovers a number of clues, including oil stains, paths of mowed grass, and a busted golf ball near uh, found near uh, Simpkins' body. Um, what do you think of that? Like, uh, I, I guess all the clues that he found. He was investigating, and and the chief of police and the detectives aren't even finding this crap, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. After a young caddy becomes the latest victim, a meeting is held. <laughs> yeah, and that was hilarious, because that's like, you know, when the kid dies or whatever, it's... Yeah. Yeah, before the, the, the mom comes over and slaps slaps yeah. and stuff or whatever in the thing but yeah that's supposed to be like that because um, he's like finding all the balls and he's like come the fuck on because <laughs> she keeps hitting him yeah that that part's pretty funny um after, okay uh a meeting is held and kimmel declares the necessity of a course wild why a course wide manic maniac hunt for the killer yeah, i love the maniac hunt part it was so funny. <laughs> Everyone is going so wild. Well, that was like, that was the, 
you know that exactly. that was that was that scene. You and know, they captured it perfectly. I, you know, it, it's so fun when they do stuff like that because um, yeah, I think Suburban Sasquatch has stuff like that. You know, where people yeah. are getting all excited. I'm gonna hunt the Sasquatch. You know, let's go yeah. look for you know, right? You know, and stuff. So yeah, love that kind of stuff. Um, I got to write a scene like that at some point uh, <laughs> from one of my silly movies. Um, chaos quickly erupts throughout the golf course and the club members unanimously accuse former club member Deke Slade of being the killer after they find him on the golf course trying to start up the lawnmower. By the way, that was that scene where they're interrogating him. It's probably my be- my favorite bit in the whole movie. And I think there was a I'm correct, there was a really good line in that. Um, uh, dang, if you look up Blades, it does not pop up on IMDb. Oh, I know. I had trouble with it, too, actually. On IMDb and stuff. It's just, you know, because there's so many Blades of something or, or Blades Blade something. Or Blades of... I don't know. Um, Alright, so when did... When did uh, Oh, they don't have any. Oh my God! No quotes. No quotes. What? Did I write? I had to have written that down because there was there was one I loved to death, and I need to. I I think I wrote it in my notes. Oh God! Come on, for real? <laughs> I did not. I thought I did. Or did I? I wrote it out somewhere. I must have sent it to Rebecca. Blades. Um, uh, uh, hold on. Nope. Nope. Sorry. I don't know. I, I, there was a great line in Blades where, you know, uh, the guy's just giving his whole spiel and stuff about the what's going on in the um at the golf course nobody knows what's going on but him he can see it yeah. all and everything and people are just you know um not taking this seriously and and whatnot and just love that like i just love that scene um during the police interrogation that's that's the part Dick claims yeah. that a large lawnmower is attacking people by itself and then like that was the funniest part is like they weren't believing him the way they were saying it just sounded ridiculous anyway, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't believe a lawnmower was killing people either, you know? Me neither. <laughs> right? If, a, if, if, if somebody came into your house, right, that you knew and was like, your lawnmower is going out there and attacking people. You would laugh I at would them, laugh right? Laugh and call the police and tell them, get rid of this guy. Yeah, <laughs> right? This, guy's, this guy has cracked somehow or whatever and so it makes total sense that they would be like this guy this guy's going around pretending and saying it's a lawnmower so that he can go and kill all these people and that that's his you know um thing and because you know whatever um it's just funny um and he has been trying to track down and stop it but is dismissed as being insane and gets locked up in the police station Norman convinces that Deke was the Norman convinced that Deke was the killer. Decides to proceed with the upcoming tournament. Yeah, you know, we got the killer right. You know, the killers. Yeah, that's in what you custody. Think. You don't think it's a lawnmower? 
Right. Uh, so and yep. Roy is skeptical, however. They have that big uh, televised, uh, you know, event. Yeah, and they find the lawnmower, right? I mean, is that before or after that? Uh, yep, okay. So, Roy is skeptical, however, and later that night, he and his assistant professional, Kelly Lang, sneak into the club and cut open the bag of the lawnmower Deke was using and discover that it contains grass and no body parts, implying that the real killer is and still out there. And Playboy. And uh, golf balls. And golf balls, yeah. I mean... I don't know though. Could it suck up golf balls though? Who knows? I don't know. I've never ran over a golf ball because I just mowed my lawn today. I just forgot about that. I I didn't even think about that. I mowed my lawn today and it did not attack me. Good. Yeah, I had no problems with my lawnmower. Um, I don't know. They never explain like. They never explain why the lawnmower is doing this. Like, there's no that makes it so much more wonderful. Yeah, because you know, I hate when people sort of have to have an explanation. You know, yeah. because they don't always need one. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. right? Because like nobody's really going to be there telling them it was possessed by a shaman who you know was upset because yeah. the golf course was on his indian burial ground so he or it was the golf course was built on indian burial ground that could have been yeah, you, you know but you can make it up yourself you know that's that's going to be my take that the golf course was built on an indian burial ground and the indian you know the native americans are upset that the spirits and they go into the lawnmower and uh, cause havoc. I don't know. Uh, one on the day of the tournament, Roy and Kelly secretly hire a number of spotters to survey the co- uh, survey the course and ensure that the players remain safe. Uh, right as the game ends, the course is invaded by a Senate lawnmower, which brutally kills golfer Squire Evans and terrorizes the locals. I re- that scene was so great when it was just running rampant, oh, just. So just attacking everybody yeah. and people are just trying to get out of the way of this crazy lawnmower, which you never, you never like in the beginning is just like Jaws. You don't see the lawnmower. Yeah. And the reveal's great. It's perfectly done. Yeah. It's, you know, because just like Jaws, you do see it at the third act. You really get to see it. Now you sort of see it in, uh, do you see it in the, this for you know in the beginning like when the now when the Alex is killed in Jaws you don't see the shark but do you see the shark later in Jaws like you, you sort of see the outline of him when he's like going to the the pond and everything and stuff you sort of see the outline of him you, I mean but you don't really see you know see you him yeah, you don't get a good look at him until later. And um, honestly, in 4K, it looks it looks bad in a way because oh, like okay. yeah, because um, the greatest thing about it is everything else looks great, you know, which is great. But then you see the shark, and the shark was a puppet, you know, like basically a model, like a thing. So when it's chomping on the person you can tell it's you know it's yeah. not a real you know like it's not a real shark it's a puppet and you can tell in that thing and so like when quentin is getting eaten you know you're like oh my god oh, that, looks, yeah. that looks so fake 
you know, looks like he's just being swallowed by a puppet, you know, that's just taken yeah. away. And that's the problem with 4K. Uh, uh, Rebecca and I talk about this all the time, especially because we watch movies in 4K that were in the 80s and that were not meant to be on 4K. Like they were never. Exactly. A lot of movies like that. Yeah. Like you just see too much and then you're like, it's not as good. But, you know, Jaws, Jaws is a beautifully filmed movie. So the other stuff like the scenery and the the shots of the water and, and you know what I mean? And and things like that are just beautiful. But yeah. then you see other things like, and I can see sort of why he didn't want people to see the shark most of the time, you know? Yeah. Unlike there's a movie out there called Dead Sea. I don't know if you saw that movie. It's a creature feature, but there is no creature. You never see the creature. Is that... Yeah, I think I have seen that. And the, the funniest thing that I heard about that movie is that they never got to see it because the creature was never sent to them. It was made and never sent to the production. So, And they had to make the movie quickly. So they just did it without the creature. And I'm just like, that's terrible. You know? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, let's see... On the day, okay, wait, I already, wait, so I got sort of up there, which really kills, okay, now knowing that Deke was telling the truth, Roy gets Norman to release him from prison before meeting up with Deke at an old metal works factory, why, why not, right? Uh, Roy offers Deke $20,000 if he agrees to help him and Kelly uh, deal with the lawnmower, and he accepts, however, he doesn't want Kelly up first. You know, and he doesn't want Roy. He wants to do it himself, you know, yeah. just like Quint. So like, I'll take care of it my own damn self, you know, and he's like, no, I'm giving you $20,000. I'm coming with you. I'm making sure it gets done, you know, right? I'm glad because. You'd say you know, go for it. I'm going away. Was that what you would say? You $20,000, go kill the thing and I'm out of here? Yeah, that'd be a waste of twenty thousand dollars because he it don't come. He just dies anyway. Yeah, you would just die then, and then you <laughs> you'd lose twenty thousand dollars unless you could go over to his dead body and take your money back. <laughs> Which I don't know how you can explain that to everybody. <laughs> uh, Roy, Kelly, and Deke devise a plan involving them tossing balloons attached to hay bales from a van to bait the okay. lawnmower into attacking. Uh, the, that night, Deke reveals that the lawnmower was once owned by his father. Okay, okay, they do explain it. Okay. So they said was once owned by his father, former uh, greenskeeper of Tallgrass, who was decapitated by the mower in an apparent suicide the day after he was fired. The next morning, the mower attacks. Roy accidentally crashes the van into an, in, in an ensuing chaos. Unable to repair the engine, Kelly devises a plan to disable the mower by pouring sugar into the gas tank. That was so funny. Isn't that what you do to get, like, you know, to, to mess up, yeah. uh, you know, whatever? Makes sense. Uh, and Deke offers to be the one to lure the mower to, to the van. The plan fails, however, and Deke is killed. And that picture that I showed earlier of just him being, you know, eaten by the lawnmower. Uh, Roy manages to toss an explosive device into the mower. However, and successfully, that's my favorite part, puts a golf ball into it, causing the mower to catch fire and explode. The end. 
So wonderful. I mean, that scene right there where he's like, four! And he knocks it into the... Right into it. And, and he does it like once and it doesn't work. So, you know, like... But but they didn't do the one thing. They didn't, you know, they didn't say, you son of a bitch. And, yeah, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and the... Uh, by the way, John Johnson is making a movie. Uh, he's in the process of it. It's been being made for years and hopefully one day it'll get finished. Um, it's called Shark, You Son of a Bitch. And it was right, and he came up with it on the uh, on uh, on uh, our podcast for Snow Shark because we were watching Snow Shark, and he was like, "Well, he first wanted to do a movie about a a CG shark that would attack everybody, and he was going to call it CG Shark, you know." And so I looked it up, and I found out there was a movie called Bad CGI Shark. Which and is a wonderful movie, by the what, way. Which was his idea, like the idea that he had in his head. He was like, damn it, I can't do that. So then he was like, well, there's so many movies, uh, Jaws ripoffs, where they say, you son of a bitch, you know, that I'm going to just make a movie called Shark, you son of a bitch. And so, Great title. yeah, I, you'd watch that, right? Paul's yeah. Paul will hopefully be in it. That'd be he awesome. filmed a scene for it, you know. Really? Yeah, um, he wanted me to, and I just didn't. Uh, I didn't get a chance to. To I could probably still because it's not done yet, so I don't know. If they they could still use me, but there's you know I just didn't film my stuff. It's just I don't know. Like honestly, I I I'd rather be there than film a scene and send it in. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I'm 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 one of those people. Um, uh, I totally get that. Yeah. So, I mean, not that I, <clears throat> you know. All, all I probably ask is hopefully I get a special thanks for it, you know, yeah. for, for having the podcast that initiated the, the idea because we were just chit-chatting about – because he didn't really like Snow Shark, I don't think. He just found Snow Shark to sort of be a little bit boring, you know? Um, I I enjoy it because I love Sam Qualiana. Yeah. Um, I've worked with him, and he's, he's a really sweet guy, and uh, – I like I was the I I'm the one who kind of suggested uh Jackie Hall and uh in the commentary Sam unfortunately does not like Sam in the commentary sort of says a uh, guy I knew you know and he didn't say my name and I'm wondering if that was like cuz he didn't want you know cuz never asked for my permission to say my name yeah. you know or whatever or if it was because we just haven't talked to him forever and stuff and maybe I don't know you know, like whatever. Um, let's see if there's any interesting things in the production. <laughs> okay, Rondanella started during uh, stated during an interview that the idea of Blades came about during the production of Schoolgirl Screamers, another film in which he, Finnegan, and Pace worked on together. When Finnegan mentioned it was a future project, having expressed interest in working on it, Rondanella and Pace were hired by Finnegan to write the script, and they did it in nine days. Oh shit! No, I mean, come on, just like cut and paste, rip off of Jaws, fucking so. scenes and Jaws. You just say, okay, what what happened in this scene? Okay, rewatch, uh, play that scene again. All right, uh, what's happened in this scene? Okay, play that scene again. What's gonna happen in this next scene? You know, like it's, it's like scary movie. Eh, scary movie is parody, parody though. But it, it's the parody, parody. Yeah, um, I mean. 
There's only one good scene in fucking. He took scenes from mostly Scream and I know what you did last summer and whatever else, but it is like very much like Scream, and I feel like kind of in the same way. This is very much Jaws. Yeah, the only scene I really liked in that movie—I don't know if it was scary movie one or two—was the one where they were at the there. It was a parody of the. Um, I think it was number one, and it was like the parody of the theater and scene, and the person goes the, the into the bathroom, and they hear like the person the peephole or whatever, oh, yeah. and then the dick comes out and like you know, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like that's a just a Chris Seaver joke, man. Like that's something yeah. that Chris Seaver would have done. Not, I didn't expect Damon Wayans to do, but it was my favorite part of the movie. I thought like, how did Funny. they get away with that? Like you know, in the theater, they got away with a lot in those movies. I know. Uh, then they did the haunted house movies, which I have not seen yet. Which are I like, might have watched one. I don't remember. Okay. Well, I need to. I need to watch it at some point. But uh, uh, the film was shot over the course of eight weeks. Over the course, huh, no pun intended. Eight weeks. Well, no the the pun was course. Oh, cool. No, I was just saying I'm surprised it took them eight weeks to shoot it. Yeah. In Villas, New Jersey, Rondinella has described the film as being an intentional parody of Jaws. Now, I I mean, is it a parody? Or is it a straight up? Yeah, I guess it's a parody. It's a parody. I wouldn't call it a ripoff. It is a straight up parody, just like airplane as of airport and so on. Apparently, if you talk to John, I think it's John Ward knows about like the uh, it was it wasn't just a ripoff of Airport. There was another movie. Uh, he just can't remember what it was. That it actually literally, it's scene by scene, a parody of just like this is. Yeah. So there's another movie where like the scene in the cockpit and the scenes in the uh, have- uh what. I have to look that up. I love Airplane, but I'm not sure what movie. So on uh, January 27th, 2004, the film was released on DVD uh, for the first time as a triple feature with two other trauma titles, Bloodhook and Zombie Island Massacre. So you're right. Yeah. Uh, In October, I didn't think you were wrong, but you seemed to be like wondering if you were right. I knew Bloodhook and I was like, yeah, about Zombie Island Massacre, but uh, in October 2021, Vinegar Syndrome released the film on Blu-ray for the first time. This contains newly commissioned bonus features, including, you know, all that stuff. So, nice. Um, so, that's the Wikipedia thing. Um, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, which are apparently the work of a possessed lawnmower. So... <laughs> um, I thought everybody in the film did a great job. The actors did a great job. Definitely. They, Cinematography, as you pointed out, was great. You know, yeah, um, it's very spot on. Jaws. Um, uh, let's see, music. I mean, pretty much, I felt like I was listening to, you know, uh, uh, Jaws. Yeah, it felt very. Everything felt Jaws. You know, like all of the music felt like it was. It would have. It could have worked for Jaws. You know, like a Jaws sequel or something. Now. About this time, so they had done all these other homages and everything. Um, this is 1989 that they made this or whatever. Um, I'm wondering 
When was Jaws the Revenge? Was that 89 or is that 88? That I am not sure. Jaws the Revenge. 87. Okay, I'm wrong. So it had been two years since anybody had even seen a Jaws movie. That was fucking smart, actually. Because, first of all, nobody has seen a Jaws movie in two years. You know, an actual Jaws like yeah. sequel. So people are probably itching to get Jaws again, you know? Um, it yeah. wouldn't be like they released it the same year as Jaws 3 or Jaws 2, you know, where people are sort of already like, okay, we just watched Jaws again, you know? We don't need another. But, like, two years, you know, people are just like, hmm, you know, let me let me get... They got an itch for some more Jaws stuff, you know? Um, yeah. Which I like. I, you know, I... I I don't know. I love Jaws. I I think um, you do too. Yeah, you're a shark person. Like you, <laughs> you love everything shark wise. You know? I do. What got you into sharks, by the way? Sharknado. Well, when I was younger, I liked sharks and uh, stuff. But you know, after and I liked Jaws when I was younger. Was that the I first shark, shark movie you ever saw? Was Jaws? I believe so. I remember watching it on cable and wanting more shark action. I wanted, you know. You wanted less of the story ever. between everything that was going on. Yeah, when you're a kid, that's that's what you want to see. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I watched that movie, like, as a kid, I was like, I don't want to hear about the family stuff and the, and the political shit that's going on in this movie in the town or whatever, you know, and, and all that stuff. Like, and the meeting, I like the meeting with... um. Uh, with Quint because he did the whole scratching of the you know um, oh the chalk, yeah the chalkboard but a, but I like that part for that for that scene because I love everybody like looking up you know <laughs> what is oh, that yeah. you know right? it was so it's so over the top then I was like ah fast forward until like, you know the, I, I used to I think I used to own it on beta you know or whatever like oh, a copied shit. like a copied version on beta not an actual like from v from vhs to beta you know yeah. that's what i used to do uh not allowed to do that but there's no proof of it anyway so other than <laughs> saying that you know confessing to it so oops you know um but i i don't think anybody's gonna care you know that happened you know people did it all the time i mean you know, they say do not, you know, do not uh, copy and, you know, yeah. FBI warning, you know, this is whatever. But, like, I've never heard of anybody who got in trouble for doing that, you know? No. Like, no, you know, nowadays people uh, just steal the movie online, you know, and everything and pirate it. Terrible, you know? And I don't recommend it unless, you know, you want to have it on DVD, and somebody's selling the DVD, but the DVDs are not on, uh, like, are not available. They don't, exactly. some streaming services don't put out the DVD of the movie. Yep. No physical copy of the movie. Unfortunately. What? A lot of them don't put them out physical, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So I, I would rather have a copy, even if it's bootlegged, of a movie, you know, than whatever. But, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think all the characters are just wacky enough it's, where it worked, you know? Yeah, I think it works really well. It's Again, they kind of play it straight. 
even though the characters are wacky, whatever. It's just, it's a great parody, and it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It... They know what it is, and they're all, you can tell they're all having fun, and it's just ridiculous concept, and it's, it's a fun flick. So you don't have this on the Vinegar Syndrome? No, I, I should pick it up, but I have the old DVD. It's weird. Vinegar Syndrome sometimes do go to like horror conventions and stuff. Like they're at Texas Frightmare every year. Wasteland, but I didn't pick this one up. They were at Cinema Wasteland. They're there every year, yeah. Ah. Okay, I'm. We're going to Cinema Wasteland next year I for sure. Frostbiter and Sixteen Tongues. Was uh, Arrow there too? No. Uh, Severin always has a table. Trauma usually has a table. Trauma. Synapse has a table. And I will buy from Uncle Lloyd a uh, another Blu-ray from them. And like I said, I know their Blu-rays are pretty much the movie, like yeah. the DVD copy of the movie. Like it's not, it's not upgraded. They say HD, but I don't think it's really like much upgraded. You know what I mean? Like transfer wise, because they're trauma. They just and and God bless them because movies like this don't get put out by Universal or <laughs> well Universal yeah. definitely probably would not touch this. You know? um, I want to oh. actually if they did I would be skeptical. Like you've heard of so many stories where the people have uh, have bought movies or whatever just so that they can shelve them and so that nobody will watch them. Yeah, you know? unfortunately, that's always really sad i know and they do that on purpose because they don't want it like you know competing with something else that they're doing and so it would make sense that you know maybe universal would have had a um you know jaws you know uh they were thinking about maybe doing a jaws at some point again and they don't want something competing with them so they would buy it and go uh we're just gonna put it on the shelf and never touch it and stuff you know a lot of times they put stuff on the shelf and don't even know it's theirs anymore. Like uh, I remember hearing Kevin Smith was in a um, was was pitching to uh, Universal about um, uh, what is it? Uh, Marats doing a Marats series, and they go, "We own that. That's ours." Oh, that's sad. Yeah, because well, I mean, they own a lot, but like. Like that's that's the sad thing is like they're not gonna touch that because they don't they don't care you know like it's not their thing so anyway I don't know I I think I'm glad that people like Trauma came out and put this out and then people like Vinegar Syndrome are giving it a better release um, yeah giving it new life yeah I'm, I'm I'm not sure how picky they are you know because you know they got Bloodhook. Uh, did they do Zombie Island Massacre? I wonder. They did. They okay, did. so they did that too. So they did the triple feature. So you can have the triple feature in separate uh, yeah. uh, things, which I like better because hey, now they're putting it on you know uh, one disc and it's got all the extras and stuff, and not like three discs together, you know, or even one disc with all three movies. Mm -hmm. You know, how was it? Like, was it all three movies, like in separate discs, or was it like one movie? Oh, no, it's all on the same disc. Oh, God. You know, that looks like that looks even worse because it's oh, all I know. And compressed. they were like, 
advertising what v3 media or something like oh this amazing technology to fit three movies on one disc and it's actually it's kind of a funny time capsule to watch that because <laughs> it, it's not good you know people always complain about it it's like any physical media lover um truly you know looks at that and says eh, you know not not my cup of tea um but yeah, uh, I I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I I'll definitely have to give it a rewatch and uh, listen to the commentary and and yeah. watch the complete uh, documentary about it. I just I love I love that stuff. So Vinegar Syndrome, thank you for you know not giving us a bare bones release of the movie where it's just the movie and maybe a trailer or something. You know. Um, some companies still do that uh, sometimes, you know, depending on if they can get, but if you can get the director of this film to do a commentary track and talk about the movie, because I guarantee there wasn't one on the trauma release, right? No. No. Uh, they're, they're usually like introduction by Uncle Lloyd and those. Yeah, introduction by Uncle Lloyd, trauma trailers, radiation march, shit like that. That would be the only reason I'd want to have a copy of that. It's just for like the un- Uncle Lloyd introduction, yeah. you know. Because he's usually what the D- yeah. I haven't watched the DVD in a while, so. Oh, but it doesn't like do each one right, or does it do each one have an introduction, or does it do like Not the whole thing? <clears throat> so it's like, oh, greetings from Tromaville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, creator of the Toxic Avenger. I'm, uh, I am. Gonna, you know, talk about these three movies that yeah, you have, right? Much. Yeah. I, you know, I met Lloyd and God, and I got to interview him with Paul, and we, <laughs> you've met him, you know, like yeah. he's the sweetest freaking man in the world. And uh, his, like, the lady that helped run his uh, table was so freaking sweet. Uh, when we came back to, to ask she was like oh no you know can you come back this time and came back and then eventually we got it and she was like okay okay you guys got like 20 you guys got like uh 15 minutes we you know to to interview him if that's okay and blah 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 like yeah do it in 10 i think we did in 10 minutes and um jessa is in that interview jessa flux because uh she was a tromet and uh he was like oh you want to see the tromets here and you know he must show off everybody yeah you know? they were all just at cinema wasteland too lloyd and jessa and everyone so yeah had you met jessa before yeah i've met her I think okay so this wasn't your first one right first yeah. time meeting her okay yeah. well that's cool i uh once again i'm excited the, the plan for now, unless things change, is that uh, Paul and I are planning to uh, go to Cinema Wasteland. We would like to have a table there, but, you know, I don't know how easy it is to get a table. You know. Not easy. What, like, how... Uh, did you have to get it early, early? Like, when they announced uh, it or something? Oh, uh, for real? Mm-hmm. And you were on a waiting list, and they were, they were just was. like... Through. 2019 and then what 2021 22 and they finally gave you in 2023 yeah, yeah. and now oh. i get my table every year so i have my table jesus uh, I, this was my fourth one so i think 2022 april was my first time spending okay so it took like three years before you actually got to 
Oh, of God. course, COVID was between that, so remember that. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's maybe one year that they probably didn't even have yeah. it or something because of. Doesn't hurt, but I would I would reach out now. <laughs> oh, hey, do you, just, do you have okay, to pay or do you have to do a down payment or no? Uh, did, yeah, you have to pay for your table. I mean, I know, but like, they'll, they'll let you know if one's available, and they'll ask for a payment. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not too worried. If we don't get a table, if we don't get a table, I'm fine with it. Um, I uh, did you see Chris Seaver again? Oh, uh, you know, I missed him there. I know he was there, but I guess yeah, I he said not. he was gonna be there. Um, you know, I, but... I saw some people who had pictures with him, but he must uh, yeah, we missed each other. You know, it, I've been to two horror conventions back to back. I just looked this up. They were actually back to back literally it was like september uh um but there were one was in it was one was horrified i don't know if you ever gone there um no. or heard of it but it was in gettysburg um pennsylvania and so we went up me and my friend and his friend went up to gettysburg and into horrifying and early september then sort of mid to late september my friend randomly just calls me up and was like hey do you want to go down to or do you want to go up to um monster mania in uh maryland you know and stuff and i like today like you know tonight you know and i was like uh sure yeah i didn't i didn't have work the next day so i was like sure so he got got we got a hotel by uh because all the hotel was sold out the the host hotel sold out on a saturday night of course and uh so this guy who was a freddy krueger guy let us you know but the Chris Seaver connection was that Chris was at both conventions and um, I was walking into the hotel, you know, to go to, to check in. And I said, um, I wonder if Chris Seaver is here, you know, and he walked right out when I said that. So then the next, uh, the next convention I was at that I knew he was going to be there. I looked over at my friend who knew him and we're walking through the convention. And I said, I wonder if Chris Seaver will be be here. He was literally walking right next to me when oh, I said that. Great. And I'm like, am I like the Chris Seaver whisperer? I guess you know? so. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of funny, but I've uh, bought a bunch of his stuff recently. He would do something like this, you know? Like, this would have been... Yeah. I, I, I have to ask at some point to him, like, are you a fan of Blades? Because this is this seems like yeah, something I- that he would just absolutely love out of like you know the goofiness of horror films out there um uh but yeah i I prefer blades over blood uh blood hook um just because it blood hook wasn't funny so it was sort of like it wasn't a parody of anything it wasn't you know it was very straight slasher and it felt it, it like I like it. I think it's a great. It's a fun movie, but yeah. it's not nearly as enjoyable because this is just <clears throat> balls to wall goofy. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the uh, chat on eighties horror films for this episode. Um, join me next month. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet or who I'm having. I. Um, but I have a couple ideas and um, I'm going to be 
recording it next month anyway so we'll see um but until then though uh keep checking the 80s horror films uh group um i'm sorry like my biggest problem with it is there's a lot of spam in that group and so there's a lot of um what is it uh like nudity there's like these webcam people and stuff that just like you know kind of post in the stuff i don't know if you've ever noticed that with some of the groups or whatever and groups yeah yeah and and we got to clean that up and so i am on the the block of those but i have to kind of private everything in a way like i have to make it it's a public yeah group but i have to like make it where i'm at you know where people can submit and then i have to approve of everything and of course and yeah since i'm the only one and i know rebecca has said she that's would a lot do it but there is a lot of people who post like per day and i think i might need to get like more than one person to 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 help out because it's uh, i can't catch it all and i it doesn't even show up most of the time unless it goes oh this person and then i look and i have like a hundred you know that i missed and i'm like you're telling me now like i never saw this before you know so if you guys are posting in there and it's taking forever for me to actually do that reprove understand that hopefully in the next month or so i'll probably try to get more people like admins who have a little bit more time and can uh because i'm busy and i can't approve everything all the time um you know if i was online all you know literally it happens every day all day long and can you imagine like i'm it's like when you get those birthday messages <laughs> it'd be like getting that every day It takes a lot of work to go through all that. i know and i appreciate it because that means like Yeah. over whatever how many people 500 or whatever of my five thousand friends actually wish me happy birthday which i you know I, like look 500 is better than nothing you know or better than 499 you know like Yeah. it's it's nice i sweet i love all of you guys that do that but um going through all of them and uh i asked bridal halloran dante from clerks once i said you always like you always send a happy birthday to, to me like every year Like I'm, I'm always surprised by that, and I'm very grateful. But I'm like surprised, and you know. And he was like, "I do that. I do it for everybody because it's a simple thing you can do per day. Go through your, go through your thing, and just say happy birthday to everybody. Doesn't have to be this big, you know, thing or whatever. Just Yeah, say that and do that. And I was like, Dang. and I still don't do that. I forget, true. and Yeah, I." I don't either. I see a lot of birthdays. I'm like, I'll get to it later. I'm at work, you know, whatever. And then I forget. I'll get to it whenever I feel like it, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. I know Yep. it's the same thing. Unfortunately. But anyway, thank you all for um for you know, for listening and 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 listening to us jibber jabber about everything. We love it. We love these movies. Um tell us what's your favorite scene in all of uh this movie. And this movie has some wacky, wacky, tacky scenes. Like I loved it, you know. Like I said, yeah, my favorite scene was the lawnmower getting cut cutting it out. i actually you know what before you even said that i thought of that scene because it was so weird you know It was so
it's so bizarre in a way like kind of see it really is yeah just see them cutting open a, a bag and you know seeing yeah to it's spill the you know and ridiculous i was wondering if they were going to do that scene there were some scenes they could not do uh just because of time and and money and all this other stuff yeah but there were some scenes that they wanted to do that they i think they scripted that they just didn't get done so um If there was a scene in Jaws that you were sad that, uh, you know, um, believe me, I bet they had an idea for it and they just couldn't couldn't do it at that time. Um, you know, there's so many great scenes in Jaws. That's the problem with doing this, you know, like ripping off a movie like this or whatever, parroting a movie like this is, you know, it's not an hour and a half. It's literally two hours long. So you're going to have 30 minutes that you're not going to be able to do, you know, shot for shot if you're trying to keep it to... a good length you know because i hate to say it i mean jaws is great because it's two hours and it works you know but like the you know smile you son of a bitch i mean he said four but he should have said four you son of a bitch Yeah, you know some right like why that was a missed opportunity you know but that was. ah well Or you never know you're gonna need a bigger boat, right? they didn't yeah and i think he said He had a line. They had a line where they were gonna say, uh, "We're gonna need a bigger uh, lawnmower, or whatever. We're gonna need a bigger, whatever. What was it? What what was that thing? Whatever. What's that? What? I was gonna say golf club or so who knows. Yeah, whatever. We're gonna need no, but we're gonna need a bigger. Um, it was that big thing that they were on, and they were gonna say we're gonna need a bigger Oh lawnmower. yeah, I saw it on a lot And of calls. you know, but um. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but they said they they did have that line, and um, I guess they just didn't film it or something or whatever, you know. Missed opportunity. What? Missed opportunity. I mean, there are a few missed opportunities, especially you know, like I said, the the scene where he's you know, I mean, they could have had anybody doing that scene where you know the the person is mimicking them and everything, and that just it would have been even funny if it were. Naked gun or airplane, it would have been like really weird, funny, funny faces that the person was making, and you know, the person was imitating them doing all the you know, or whatever. But, uh, no, it was okay, it was a great movie, it was fun, I enjoyed it. I, I wanna, you know, it's a movie I'd watch over and over and over again, um, you know, just because it's just so. Fun. wacky and bizarre and something i'm definitely would love to just show somebody that's never seen it Exactly, and get the reaction. Of it. yeah see what they think because this is a popcorn movie this is a movie you sit around with your friends and you, you just enjoy it you know For uh sure. with with popcorn and you know and but usually beer but i don't drink you drink so you can you can have all the beer and i will just sit there with a soda and energy drink and uh and have fun all the same Right, exactly. Well, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what um, you guys think. Um, and we will be back. Well, I will be back next week. Um, I think, Madeline, you are done with um, uh, 90s horror films. I think we just had our, uh, for, the, for the time being, until next season. So, wow. You know, yeah, I I don't know. We'll probably get you some uh, something else. I mean, you For sure. you seem to be game for everything. You know, Usually, yes. yeah, depends on what it is. <laughs> I'm sure. yeah. You know. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoy this, and uh, we will chat soon.
嗯，拜，拜。Horror film.